Welcome, everyone, to the 74th episode of The Wonderland, the only podcast clinically proven to provide 48 hours of continuous protection from common sense and guaranteed to be almost completely unreliable if taken seriously. Not to be used as a life preserver. Okay, yeah, sorry about that, but my lawyer said I should read something like that out at the start of the show because... Apparently a couple of kids in South Australia got their hands on an episode transcript and apparently tried to pass it off as their religious education homework. You know, it's kind of flattering on one hand, but disturbing when cutting-edge stuff like this falls into the wrong hands. Hmm. Anyway, regardless, the show must go on. And that expression always reminds me of the circus. Now, I was never into circuses. As a kid, I always found them kind of scary, I don't know, Um, intimidating maybe, on top of which I never understood why anyone found the clowns funny in the slightest. Having said that, when I got a bit older, I looked at the whole clown thing a bit differently and still didn't find them funny, but some of them are clever and entertaining and that to me is what a really good clown should be. In a circus, at least. The thing about clowns, though, is that designation of clown can only not be an insult if we're talking about a circus or maybe a kid's party. A professional perspective, if you will. Clowning is a profession. I mean, people do actually train and study to become clowns, but at a certain level, it must be really disheartening to be really good at something like that that has a name usually describing a pinnacle of stupidity and certain politicians who shall remain nameless. I think the thing that I found intimidating about circuses though, was watching people with such amazing acrobatic skills, which I knew damn well I'd never have, you know, doing things with large dangerous animals and high wires that frankly I found rather frightening. I will admit that I also kind of envied these guys because their skills were so amazing and I felt like a tunnelless dweeb by comparison. But the worst part was that I always thought to myself, what if they fall off the rope and hit the deck and kill themselves? Do I really want to see that? Well, no I didn't. But because I'd already started thinking about it, I couldn't relax and therefore I couldn't enjoy anything else that happened. And then walking out of the circus tent, I'd feel like an idiot because everybody else is saying, oh, wow, what an amazing show. That was so incredibly entertaining and amazing, etc., etc." And the only thing I can think of is, well, thank God no one killed themselves while I was watching. Anyway, I know the circus is really popular. It's still big business and the people that work in circuses are trained and dedicated professionals. And I guess this is a calling, isn't it? I mean, it's not the kind of job that just anybody would go for, and I'd say it's very much something that relatively few people would choose as a career. Like, I think you have to have kind of a passion for it. A bit like being a piano entertainer, really, only slightly more dangerous and involving different animals. And that brings us to the first regular segment of today's Wonderland, often referred to as the chocolate box of the podcasting world because you never know what you're going to get. Yes, it's theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. 
I'm gonna tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to yet another edition of Theory Time. You'll notice that I've made a point of not giving you the slightest idea as to what Theory Time will be about today. What do you think about that? Huh? Now, I kind of thought that it'd be a nice change. You know, just in terms of building a little bit of anticipation, the element of surprise, the lure of the unknown, and all that crap. Anyway, I want to start out with a simple bit of advice, and it's this. If it's not fun, don't do it. And so, my theory isn't so much about the concept of fun per se, but rather the phenomenon of not having the slightest idea, which can be kind of fun. You see, not having the slightest idea is often a great place to start almost anything, whether it's a new job, a new relationship, or disarming a nuclear device. Okay, that last one is probably a bit of a stretch, but in so many cases, we find ourselves facing situations which we might be technically qualified for, challenges that we might be capable of meeting, things that we may be theoretically able to do, but because we're in new territory, somehow part of our brain freezes like a deer in the headlights. And then we hear those little encouraging internal voices. You can do this. You got this. Relax. Or everyone's old favorite, you're screwed. Well, the good news is that not having the slightest idea can actually save the day. But in order for it to be able to do so, we have to backtrack a little to the beginning of whatever the new situation is. You see, when you're chosen by a new partner or a new employer, for instance, you're there because they know you have the technical qualifications to do the work. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to know exactly what to do right off the bat on the first day because every job is different, right? Okay, so that might sound like a no-brainer, as in you might be thinking, well, duh, of course you have to get used to the ins and outs of every job or relationship before you can do it well. And you'd be right. But what I'm getting at is that embracing the I don't have the slightest idea principle can actually do you a huge favour. And not just embracing it, but admitting it every now and then, at least in a half-joking kind of way. See, once you're in the job or the relationship, you are in completely new territory, and regardless of whatever qualifications or experience you might be bringing with you, there'll almost certainly be situations ahead that will be unlike anything you've ever faced before. So I reckon your greatest assets are going to be the people around you. Your boss, your colleagues, your partner, your family, your friends, and most of all, your ability to admit to these people that you might need a hand at some stage with something or another, far more powerful than either believing or boldly making out that you'll get it right every time. Because almost everybody loves an opportunity to help another person who's fallen on their ass, and for any number of reasons. So never underestimate the value of giving your new colleagues or your boss or your new partner some kind of, I don't know, low-key advance notice of a chance for them to be the proverbial knight in shining armour in the event that you're faced with a tough situation. In addition to which, everyone secretly wants you to screw up because it makes them feel better about their own screw-ups. And I would call that another Wonderland win. This is what I know. Theory time. That's it for our quasi-philosophical and extremely encouraging edition of Theory Time for today. 
And it just wouldn't feel right if we didn't follow that with Song of the Day, would it? In any case, that's exactly what we're going to do. And today, we are going to take a bit of a listen to a song from none other than one of Norway's finest drummers, Mr. Helga Nieheim, also a fine singer-songwriter. And this one's called Hello, Farewell. Take a listen. That's Helga Nieheim and an excerpt from Hello, Farewell from his album The Ride Back Home. And you can check out the rest of that track and indeed all of Helga's current releases on Spotify. And now it's time for a segment which has become so popular with our regular listeners over the last few months that several are now in intensive care and actually legally barred by their insurance companies from listening to it ever again. But in our defence, let me point out that almost all of those people had pre-existing medical conditions. Alright? Good. Okay, so get your flak jackets and helmets on, because here come some more. Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Hey Kev, Kev, I've got something to tell you. Okay, three days, 
Well, no, okay. no. Like there, are, there are days I have nothing to tell you. Those are the days when you call up and I say, I've, Kevin, I've got nothing to say and okay. hang up in your ear. Mm. That's what I've got nothing about. to say today. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, enough. unfortunately, it's not one of those days. Anyway, only about five or six months ago, we had we November 11, Singles Day. Singles Day. Are you. Isn't that Remembrance Day in the rest of the world, you know, where they're, you know, celebrating the end of a war? It's actually Armistice Day, that's true, but it's Singles Day. Now, why they chose the end of a war for Singles Day, interesting observation, Kevin. Interesting observation. It is. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, Kev. Single versus married. So if Singles Day has been created to encourage us to feel sorry for the plight of single people, which it was in China, actually, then why isn't there an International <laughs> Married Persons Day for the same reason? Exactly, right. to feel sorry for right, the married folks. people out there. You know, people, yeah, know. Like, people yeah. like you and I, you know, I feel sorry I for feel, myself being married sometimes. I feel I more sorry, sorry for myself in general. To, but that's not you know. really the point. Actually, it is the point. Well, there you go. I think, uh, you know, anyway, you're look, really correct Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, you are. Are there actually any limits to how many pointless bloody contrived days that we're going to be subjected to. Let me give you a couple of really interesting ones, okay? Okay, Nash, we've, okay here's yeah. what we've got, Kevin. All right. Husband All right. Appreciation Day, okay? Yeah. Now, well, that one I think Let me tell stand. you, the that only thing stand. with that one, okay. it changes. The day changes every year, which sounds about right if you think about it. And then there's Wife Appreciation Day, which <laughs> is definitely why? September 19 every year, and you better bloody remember it. Yeah, but why does it change? Well, like I've just said, with men? Because, how are you supposed to you know, remember that? Appreciation, you know, we never know when we're going to get any, which sounds about right. So that's why. It's no, raining. Kevin, it's you fine never know. Moment. It's fine. There's no, exactly. no. The weather's fine. I don't know where you get your weather forecast from, dude, really. Rain, yeah. Really. Oh, waning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it said raining. Right. Oh, I thought you de- developed a speech impediment. No, you say no, I didn't raining, say waning. Raining? Raining. 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 Okay. Waning. What if your name is Wayne? Rain. Is your name Wayne? I don't think so. <laughs> what if you're whining yeah, Wayne? Then you're whining Wayne. What, what, what if you're no, Wayne? Oh, what if your name's Wayne. Wayne? And let's say you, you're just doing that, being Wayne professionally. So somebody could say, "So I can see, I see you're waning again today." Yeah, man, it's just what I do. It's who I am. <laughs> there know. it is. Exactly. Let's move on. Okay, that's what so I do. We've got Mothers and Fathers Days. They get a pass because we've had Jeez. them for years. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, yeah, but only just because it's. We all know that it was. Created yeah, by Hallmark forced. cards. Um, now, it, it is forced, Kevin. It's forced. And I'll tell it's you what forced. else is forced. Can I tell you what else is forced? The German day... No, but There's this plenty is thing. of things, Jeff. I wonder what the it is. German day of, the German day okay. of healthy eating. I mean... Jeez, that's like that's a dichotomy, isn't it? That's or what is it? Is that a, the right word? It's like an opposite. No, the Germans no, really no, eat but the thing is, like, thing, well, well, it'd be better I if it was the other so. way around. What if you eat healthy food every single day and no celebration for you, matey? Right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then, exactly. That's why the can't whole, we have like, like a whole problem? With okay. This. What about a suggestion? Another one. International Day for the disappointing hotel stay experience. Yeah. Why can't we have that? <laughs> Seriously. No, but I'm going to give you a real oh, one that's now, a good again, one. that the Germans have given to their people. The Germans have National Headache okay. Day. No, National Kevin, Headache Day, Kevin. No, they do. They do not. So my question, well, my National question he- to you, what does Kevin, that mean? is are they trying to raise awareness? <laughs> I mean, or are they worried that people aren't aware of headaches? I mean, really? 
or or they're just saying it's okay yeah, to have I, a headache I, I today. don't know but here's here's another one now this is this is going to tickle your fancy headache. international hobbit day so you know <laughs> clearly kevin we are now also observing and commemorating things that don't exist yeah, but I do have a couple of friends that are close to being <laughs> hobbit So that makes them feel better about you their know. plight. Would they feel better? Would I they do. Feel better? So, well, I don't know. I mean, if I went up to one of yeah, my and friends, said, congratulations. Jeff, and I said, hey, listen, man, <laughs> congratulations on International person, Hobbit Day. You never saw that person again. You know? They they'd say, what themselves. do you mean? As they look up... up as they look up at, uh, look up to me, you know, as they always oh do, because they're so small, you know, they look up to me. Hey, Kevin, and then what you does go, that oh, mean, nothing, man? Nothing. What, what are you trying no, to tell sorry, me? Sorry, nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. Okay, no, Kevin, one more that I'm going to share good, with you, because we're out of time, is, and this is true, I'm not making it up, World Toilet Day. Now, this is instigated by the WTC. <laughs> no, the WTO. The WTO. What is that? The W... The W... Yes. The World Toilet Organization. Yes, yes it is. Look no, it up. It's, it's true, folks. Look it up. The World Toilet Day really? is instigated by the World Toilet Organization. And look, honestly, Kev, and I'm not quite sure if anybody would ever admit to being the president of that one. Would they? No, you shouldn't be. I wouldn't. But it's on the 19th no, of I November. Have... I mean, for those of uh. you who give a shit. <laughs> Wait, now let me, let me... Ra- and uh, that's all we have time for. Thanks, Kev. Good one, Jeff. Yeah, and don't forget to wash your hands. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. And Little Kev and myself will return with more good times on our next episode. So stay tuned for that. Now, misophonia. Anybody know what that is? No? Well, neither did I until quite recently. But it's something that a lot of people suffer from, including many of you, I'm quite sure. I certainly do, and so do some members of my family, and they have not been shy to tell me. For those of you who haven't Googled it in the last 10 seconds, misophonia is where there are certain sounds which, for some reason, you absolutely cannot stand. I guess the most obvious example of this is the chalk on the blackboard thing, but experience has shown me that there really is an endlessly wide range of sounds of all types which are incredibly annoying and disturbing to certain people. Now this is good news and bad news, depending on how you look at it. And we are now going to look at it through the highly polished and very expensive lens of Jeff's Thought of the Day. Welcome one and all once again to Thought of the Day. You know, so many things in this life are double-edged swords, and misophonia is one of them. It was identified as a potential psychiatric condition about 20 years ago, but it isn't classified as one, at least not yet. And I actually thought there was something wrong with me a while back because my wife started mentioning the really annoying sounds that I was unknowingly making whilst eating and drinking, sleeping, breathing, driving, showering, reading, etc, etc, etc. So the really good news here for me is that I now realise that something's wrong with her, which of course is an absolute bonus. But possibly the most unfortunate example of it is when it involves the sound of somebody's voice, 
because a voice is something a person can't really do too much about. But there is an element of automatic regulation that this situation would bring with it, because those people who can't stand the sound of you will get as far away from you as possible, which, if you think about it, is where they belong, right? Meanwhile, those people who have no problem with your voice will be the people that will stick around. That is, until they find out that you're a complete asshole and your voice is the least of your problems. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Partly. Anyway, even a super annoying voice can be used to advantage. For example, as a comic technique, such as by American actress Fran Drescher, whose Jewish New York drawl was a trademark in two of her most memorable comedy characters, namely Fran in The Nanny and Bobby Fleckman in This Is Spinal Tap. It turns out that Fran Drescher's everyday voice is not quite like you hear it in those two shows, but it does demonstrate that the principle of misophony can be harnessed and used to advantage. It doesn't stop at voices though, oh no. It can theoretically apply to just about any sound at all, depending on the person concerned. In terms of relationships, this is unfortunately something you don't discover until you're some way down the track, because for some reason, when you're in the getting-to-know-you pink cloud honeymoon phase, that part of your brain, along with a few other parts, is on holiday. And you're likely to notice none of those incredibly irritating noises from your partner that are going to drive you insane in years to come. And if your brain-slash-hearing doesn't take a break when you're in the dating phase, you can be absolutely sure that relationship is going nowhere which is probably just as well. But you know, I think nine times out of 10, optimism will trump common sense and you'll be in, so to speak, at least until such time as misophonia kicks in a bit later on. Now, this is another area where misophonia can be used to your advantage, namely if things have gone completely pear-shaped and you want a relatively simple way of getting the hell out of whatever relationship it is that you're in. It is essential, of course, that your partner isn't deaf, because this apparently doesn't work with sign language. So, all you have to do is to identify those natural sounds that you make, which happen to be as annoying as buggery to your other half, and simply make them as often as you possibly can, whilst assuring him or her that you're really, really sorry, but it's a physiological thing, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Some sacrifices will need to be made, however. If it means, for example, spending a lot more time at the dinner table and gaining a huge amount of weight in the process, so be it. No pain, no gain. If it means more loud sneezing, get used to that pepper. If it means playing your large collection of bazooki music on repeat, have at it. Although that's not so much a physiological problem as a psychological one, I think. Anyway, look, in the long run, you're probably doing everyone a favour. And you know what? I'd call that yet another Wonderland win. And that's it for Thought of the Day and this week's episode two. Thanks for listening and remember, I'll be back with a brand new show on the Friday after next. And if you want a heads up for that, just hit the subscribe or follow button, depending on which platform you're listening on, and you'll be reminded as soon as that new episode drops. Until then, 
Take care, remember to flush, and try not to chew with your mouth open. And with any luck, I'll be talking at you again real soon on another indispensable episode of The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Wonderland.